like truly, you know, badass hero because we didn't get much Black Widow at that point. Yeah, yet. you yeah. know, we didn't really know that character. She was and still now, just sexy ScarJo. Yeah, doing, and now they have kicks. really developed her through the last couple movies, mm-hmm. which has been great. Um, well, she's kind of been a, a side. I mean, she was a sidekick to Iron Man mm-hmm. in Iron Man Two. Yep, that was her intro. Yep. Then she was a sidekick sidekick to Cap Two mm-hmm. in Cap Two. And now there is, and of course, and she was in both know, spo- Avengers. Spoiler fairly. alert to everybody! But now she was the central. There was a. This is the first superhero movie that kind of have like a, a new romance plot line. Oh yes, right. Uh, in it, I mean, it, first of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's Pepper for yeah, Iron Man yeah. and all that. But this was kind of like a dawn of a romance. Uh, and amongst I don't include, the Avengers. include the Natalie Portman right. one because that didn't feel like they fell in love. It was more <laughs> they just found the other one to be a hunk. <laughs> yeah. Know, like he was like, ooh, she's hot like Natalie Portman. And she's <laughs> like, oh, he's hot like Thor. And then they, they hooked up. That yeah. was a little weaker one. But yeah. Hardly a complaint. Yeah, yeah, they're they're having trouble with that one. I think uh, most. I didn't especially. miss her. Out yeah, of, uh, I don't. I don't care. Well, her casting was almost a gimmick too. When Thor came out, that was hot off of Black Swan. Yeah. So it was like, oh, Natalie Portman is is a legit actress. Listen, the I downside like her a lot. is she is a legit actress, and she's got more important things to do yeah. than than. A, I mean, that sounds weird than Avengers, but <laughs> yeah. She's in demand. She can't just make uh, Avengers her only I thing. like her a lot. And I, I do, and, too. Uh, not to get on a tangent about her in the midst of a movie she's not in, but to, one of the things that I like about her but does make her not totally fit into that Thor movie mm. uh, is she takes every role she's in very seriously, mm. and that really works for most movies she's in. In fact, that movie, Your Highness, uh, with James oh, Franco. Oh, she's the best part of that movie. She's the best part of that movie because she's the only person actually acting like she's in one of those movies. Oh, yeah. And that makes it infinitely funnier than what everybody else is doing, oh, which acting is acting like, like they're in... McBride exactly, yeah. They're doing this, yeah. Th- that, in that movie, that is infinitely funnier than what everybody else is doing. It's great. Uh, I don't don't know that that works with it like in a comic in a marvel comic book movie i feel like you gotta wink a little bit everybody's winking just a little bit well to that effect she is not in age of ultron right and they explain it with a huge wink (laughs) um at the very beginning the the two characters that are essentially missing from this are pepper Potts, yeah from uh uh, iron man's life and uh Natalie Portman lady, whatever her yeah, name uh, is. Jane Foster, I think. Jane is that Foster. Right? I, yeah. That sounds about I right. I can't believe I just remembered Jane that. Foster from... Because she's such a non-character. sounds right. She's really a non-character. Uh, man, um, and the fact that you... Jane Foster. The yeah, fact that, that you introduced these two by saying, uh, hey, the only two characters not in this movie are two non-characters that have very oh, yeah. little to do with the overall Avengers well, thing. thing but is, I think Pepper is a character. I do too. Especially after Iron Man yes. 3 and... She needs to be more involved in Tony's story at this point. Exactly. I think. Well, the end of Iron Man 3 was essentially him saying, listen, i got to hang up the suit for a little bit. I'm more committed to you. I want to take care. I mean, he has that wonderful line where he says to her, and it was in all the trailers and all that, and he said, you know, they can blow up the suits and all that, but I need to come up with a way to protect the one thing I cannot live without, uh-huh. and that's you. Mm-hmm. And I feel their romance. I feel that, and I like Pepper as a mm-hmm. character because she went from the oft-criticized trope of, you know, Iron Man's girlfriend right. to now she runs Stark Enterprises. Yep. And she's actually a character at this oh, yeah. point, and she's actually got a function beyond that. And Paltrow hasn't been better in years, I think. Like, oh, she I was great. I really like yeah. her in that role. She plays a character. She's becoming, especially with like all her ridiculous media stuff, she's becoming increasingly difficult to not see as Gwyneth Paltrow, mm-hmm. and I don't see her as that. No, yeah, she. I, I think mean, she's great as Pepper. And by the end of Iron Man, so for there is a little bit of a stutter in the terms of Tony Stark's character yeah. because it seems that his problems with the situation in New York mm-hmm. from Avengers are all but resolved at the end of yeah. Iron Man 3 and then we kind of it seems jumps jump back to a mentality of before Iron Man 3 even though it's clearly after I I guess I could see 
Because I agree with you. It feels really weird. It's weird. It but, feels but like they take a step back. Before we jump into that, yeah, go but ahead. that was the that was the one wink that they threw in there is at the very beginning someone asks Tony oh, right, Stark yeah. and uh Thor, where are where are your, your significant Where's others? your ladies? And they both kind of start competing. Yeah. Where he's like, Oh, she's got a business to run. He's yeah. like, Oh, well, you know, uh, uh, uh Foster's got a uh, a fellowship at this. Foster's still hot doing this. Yeah, and they just <laughs> And then uh, Maria Hill is just like, geez, you know, yeah. quit jacking off on each other. <laughs> yeah. You know, something to prove. Quit wagging real. your trophy wife at each other. Which is towards that, that wink in the nod of having this female character yeah. who's a badass just yeah. being like, stop being bros, guys. Yeah, yeah. And so that, that does criticize that. But it's also the wink. You know, they, they all but said they're too busy shooting other movies right now. Yeah. And so that, that was fun. And they're. This movie has it wasn't enough, but there's not much else you can do. This movie actually has quite a bi- quite a high level of uh, self. Uh, what what do we want to call this? It's, well, just meta awareness. Yeah, yeah, self awareness. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we'll we'll get into some more of that as we mm. we talk more about the movie. Uh, but I did think I I agree with you that it feels like a step backwards for Iron Man's character. It's kind of strange mm. after Iron Man three to have this story. But I guess they did justify. We're going to get into spoilers, like probably pretty quickly with this movie. So I would, you know, I recommend people go out and see it mm. before they listen to the show. Uh, but uh, they justify a little bit him having that regression, right? Because he 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 very early in the movie he ends up in that base that has that oh, big yeah, alien thing. Which but even seems before to then too, he he. You know, he's he's talking when they first get the separate. Right. Before that even happens, he's saying to... Or was that before that? I mean, this is the opening sequence, I think, right? The opening action sequence yeah, ends with does. him getting in there, and then Scarlet Witch gives him the memory. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. like, they kind of justify this idea that, like, she re-scares, almost, like, undoes yeah, yeah, all, yeah. The, uh, all the work that he's able to accomplish personally in Iron mm. Man 3. But I don't think the movie makes you feel feel or understand that that's necessarily what's happening. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, no, like, I, I think yeah. that it's like they are justifying that he's now afraid of this again, but they didn't go out of their way to sort of, like, make me feel like, oh, this is awful. Like, she actually just undid mm-hmm. everything this guy was able to accomplish in his life personally. I wonder if they're personally. even aware of that. Yeah. And, and thought to consider that. Because yeah, that is, I think, Iron kind Man of 3, what's happening if you want to justify it He for talks about, you know, the situation in New York affecting yeah. him and how he can't sleep and how yeah. he wants to do it. But there's never an explicit talk, like, in Ultron where he's just saying, you know, I, I want to put a shield of armor around the world. Right. He's building those suits that it's just like... I can send them out on missions without me there, mm-hmm. you know. And so it, there's a there's a disconnect between his intentions. Yeah. And so, but I, you know, it's it's such small potatoes. It, this is also going to be the nature of a big extended universe moving forward. Oh, absolutely. Forward. Well, on top of that, too, when you think about the timeline, Iron Man three ends. I don't know how much time there is between that and yeah. Ultron, but the whole plot of Ultron takes over the course of four days, right. maybe. All these movies you seem know, to actually. Which I is mean, maybe funny. even two days, yeah. really. Yeah. Because it's just boom, boom, yeah. boom. So in that respect, it's very easy to just be like. Pepper's busy. Yep. You know, oh shit, there's an adventure happening and we don't have time to worry about yep. anything but this adventure for now. Yep. Yeah, and that's and it, it's just it's going to be the nature of this stuff moving forward. You mm. they're different filmmakers making different movies trying to tell like Shane Black wanted to make Iron Man 3 and he wanted mm. it to fit in the MCU, but Shane Black also wanted to make a Shane Black movie. Mm. Uh and uh, you know, in fact, uh, Joss Whedon has been quoted recently as saying like he wanted Age of Ultron to have a very complete feeling to it, mm. uh, which it does at oh, the yeah, end. They, they finished the Ultron story yeah, in, uh, you know, through and through. And, and uh, 
I think that's important, you know, and that is important to filmmakers. They want to make complete movies. So in order to do that, Iron Man 3 has to have resolve for Tony. Absolutely. That then Joss Whedon might have to go, okay, but I actually need to unresolve that because that's how I am able to tell my yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's going to be the nature of this stuff moving forward. So it is, I, you know, as we move into the, as we talk more about this movie, I, I think I'm going to talk more about this stuff. I did really like and enjoy this movie a lot. Mm. It, it's it's great. It's really fun. Oh, it's really it's awesome. Awesome in the most literal sense of the word. Yeah, it's uh, huge. But it is also where you are going to start to see a little bit the cracks of just the idea of a huge expanded. Well, I don't think continuing anything universe. can be that big without nothing, maintenance. Every, you know, there's nothing's nothing. impenetrable yeah. uh, uh, on this scale. It's not. It can't be. It's not impenetrable. Well, there's going to be little cracks before. There's going to be. Hopefully they can maintain those cracks yes. without a crumbling. Right. So each new wave of in between movies, right. Between you know Avengers, which is obviously going to be a slightly different franchise mm-hmm. now by the end of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's only going to be so far that they can go, and I have a feeling that the the mid, you know, when they make Thor three or whatever right. it may come yeah. next, those are going to be band aids. Yes. Where it's just if anything ever goes unresolved, they'll just really quick mm-hmm. tie that up in a side movie, mm-hmm. which you know is the only way to do it. I think. But could also just be an issue in terms of will those, you know, it'll get to the point where it switches, where it's like, okay, the Avengers movies are going to need to stand on their own, mm-hmm. and the in between movies are going to only be intermediary pieces. Yeah. And, you know, and that's a natural shift and it mm-hmm. could be handled well, but. We'll see what happens huge. with that. Yeah. I, I hope that they have learned from their, whatever, 75 to 100 years of, of comic book storytelling experience mm. uh, what mistakes not to make I'm when, gonna call it right now. when telling these big extended stories. In 2020, stories. the MCU will not be what it is, and we're right. going to go back to what Marvel movies were, where it was just like, we made a Hulk movie. It's standalone. It has no connection. Yep. It's just a story about the Hulk. You know, we made... Now, Spider-Man became a trilogy, but yep. that's not of the MCU. It's right. just a Marvel movie. Right. You know, we're going to go back to that, mm-hmm. I think, in a few years, because what's going to happen is... Marvel Universe is going to go through Infinity Wars and yep. all that fun stuff, and then it's going to get to just, we are inundated. And DC well, is going to do a shared universe, and it's not going to take off as well. <laughs> yeah. And uh, But even they have already just shown, like, their shared universe, I don't think they're going to go as big with it. Right. You know, and, that, and they're just going to do fun things like Suicide Squad yeah, and yeah. things like that that, yeah, it ties in or it doesn't, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have a feeling that's the angle they're going to take as the Marvel machine. Not fizzles, but well, by 2020, I guarantee you, it's not going to be a universe anymore, and we're just going to go back to, oh, we're going to make a Black Panther movie, boom, or whatever, you know? He- here's the thing. I There is precedence for all of this in the history of comics, right? Oh, absolutely. These universes have been entirely rebooted at different points in their history. Well, that's where I'm taking it from. How yeah. many different Superman stories yep. are there? A million. Yeah. And so it's, it's just going to be that All again. it's going to be is them having to convince the global audience mm. that it's okay for them to move on with their stories in that way. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, because they've, do- they've convinced global comic book audiences that it's okay to reset universes. And even more so, global comic book audiences find a, a creator that they like yes. and go, and oh, I'm going to read all of Wade's stories yep. and just boom, go into that if that ends up happening and they go oh check it out there's a new spider-man movie and it's like okay you know, whatever and i'll like, watch oh, every but check it out Gun ryan johnson's movie, doing it you know boom yeah. you're in you know yep. and that's and, and every filmmaker will want to have oh man imagine throwing spielberg at like a superman or something it's already awesome. happening everybody is. is like oh i want to make my marvel movie but at the same time too there's this producer overshadowing yes uh for example ant-man yep um, feige just and and 
maybe Feige's right. Maybe he's not. Yep. yep. You know, maybe it will turn out, or maybe he's just looking at a different picture than it, Edgar it's Wright hard was. to argue yeah. the results. Exactly. Right. You know the what I mean? It is there. hard to hard to argue the results. Mm. Um, it, I uh, those Ant Man trailers still don't thrill me necessarily, mm. uh, which is unfortunate. But I'm going to see that movie. I'm, I'm taking not, it on I, faith entirely. I, yeah. I, I trust Marvel. They mm. they they did what they have set out to do which is make me see the Marvel tag on something and go, I'm there. I'm into that. Oh, yep. and that, that opening logo with the pages scrolling and all that? Every time. Every single Thrilling. time. Even when I start a new episode, episode of, of Daredevil. Daredevil. I was just thinking that. I'm always like, I don't know if I want to watch Daredevil right now. And I click play and... I'm always like, oh, now I've got to jack off. It's insane. Yep. Yeah. It is successful branding. Yeah, they've done it. Um, well, let's okay. Let's jump back into Age of Ultron. Uh, yeah. Oh man, because this is why we we are gonna go in and out of this. Probably is it's a huge movie. It's huge. There's a ton of stuff going on in this movie, uh, but it's it's handled pretty well. Like oh, I, yeah. I never felt lost necessarily. Mm-hmm. There were a couple of things that maybe didn't make sense overall. Well, it's leaning on you know now ten, ten years movies. of yeah. of you know we know these characters. Yeah. It's the same reason I, I always laughed. Uh, this is going to make the strangest comparison, but I think it's apt. Um, I could watch a million people do stupid stunts and get hurt. Yeah. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. But when the jackass crew does it, yeah, yeah. I want to see them get hurt. <laughs> yeah. You know? And so, yeah, you can throw me every which superhero movie. You could you could make a big, messy superhero movie, and I'll dismiss it. Yeah. But this crew of superheroes, like, I love them. I yeah. really do. I, I care about yep. them. I miss Pepper. You know, yeah. like, that, that is a real yeah. thing, you know? I there's weight to it mm-hmm. and with a movie that could easily get away and be passable with just being blind spectacle yeah which is fine I, yeah. I'm, I'm into blind spectacle sure. I'm totally cool with that that's I'm gonna see Independence Day 2 and yeah, I could yeah, give yeah. two shits about any of the characters in that movie yeah yeah but I care about these characters a lot a lot mm-hmm. and it handles that aspect so well yeah that you know, th- a lot of the flaws are just easy to just brush over. I was just going to say, I care about these characters so much that you and I have talked about this. I feel like this movie is maybe a half hour too long. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you precisely where, if I was an editor, just like a, a, a cold, heartless editor needing to edit this movie. Oh, and I could shave it down make it pretty a better easily. Movie, you lift the whole Hawkeye storyline. Yeah. Just, that's a half hour of the movie gone that is you know ultimately I unnecessary. I don't want it gone. I don't want it gone. That's my point. <laughs> yeah. I don't want it gone. Like I am Especially so we owe it to Hawkeye after uh, sidelining him in Avengers. Totally. Oh. And he and Renner is great as the character. He's an interesting character that deserves more screen time. They give it to him and they give him I read this yesterday, by the way, because remember I said I was like, it's weird they gave him a wife. I don't my mm. classic interpretation of Hawkeye is he's like kind of a fuck up. Yeah, he's he, a mess, you know, yeah. he can't uh, apparently that's an ultimate universe thing that they brought into this. Oh, okay. A, a cool, Hawkeye cool, cool. that actually can maintain a relationship. But I think they did that as well because the assumption was, oh, Hawkeye and Black Widow, they're a thing. Yep. And it's like, no, they're just great friends. Yeah, they're best friends. And so when they pull that, and they even literally say that in oh, the yeah. movie. when uh, and, Well, and, they call her uh, Auntie Nat, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, the children. And so they, yeah, and well, they even call it into the play when, when people kind of start to notice that her and Hulk have a thing. Right. They're like, wait, I... I kind of thought what you, about you guys. Yeah. Huh, okay. Whatever. Yeah. And uh, the the best, my favorite Hawkeye moment is when he's just on the phone with with his wife before mm. he mm-hmm. uh, before he introduces her, and he just kind of like blows it off like, oh, that's just a thing. Well, that's my other life. Do you remember what he said? By I think the he way? just goes like, a oh, girlfriend. Well, do you like remember that. what he was saying on the phone? Because no, they no. try to make you. I was actually waiting to see like what that plot string was going to unfold to be, because specifically what he says is. Uh, 
like, yes, everything's under control. I know you're really in charge. He like says oh, something yeah, that yeah, sounds yeah. like like Hydra, he's part of yeah. a shadowy organization that's underneath, but it's just his wife. Just his you know, wife. It's just his wife. That's the, and he's and a he's man just of a, honor. He's a great man of honor. Exactly. And so I love that stuff. Mm. I love. It's great. But again, like if I'm looking at this movie and going like it's huge, there's a ton of stuff in it. It does feel long and it feels a little bit sloppy in the early hour, I would mm. say. Not sloppy, but like there's just too much there that doesn't uh, need I mean, to be it's there. It's filled to bursting. That yeah. is that's the plot line you lose the easiest. It is. It's it, it I, um, is the one that should go. If, I agree if we're and being disagree. cutthroat like that. You know, what I, I, mean? I could easily make that a tighter movie by yeah. eliminating that. But at the same time, what I think would be lost by that is then it just becomes action onslaught. Oh, I know. And you would just be like, this is, I need a break. I know. You know? Which may or may not happen, well, considering how the action is The framed. only other thing that I might cut, honestly, Hulkbuster fight. Because yeah. again... And, uh, but at the same time, it's too... It's great! That's a high watermark for action oh, cinema, without oh, a doubt. Like, 100%. That is, that is the most comic booky, awesome thing. That was splash page after splash yep. page made real. Yep. If I were to make a cut, I would have handled Thor's reaction to the dream differently. I agree with you. Um, one of the things that they actually hinted towards, and they used it as a joke when she zaps him. Yeah. He's like, oh, man, she really rocked me there. But, uh, you know, don't get near. But I can handle it. You Humans can't. need to. Honestly, if they just wrote it to, no, he can handle it. Right. That's awesome. That's fine. There's eight minutes right yeah. there that we can knock off. I agree with you, actually. Because um, that's explainable. Like you said, it's oh, just yeah. like, he's a god. He's a god. And you could send him back to Asgard for yeah. literally any reason. Because ultimately, her ability to do that to them mm. doesn't change enough about them or change mm -hmm. enough about the outcome of the story for that to matter. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? That, that if, really if that only was served truly... them being like, we're all, we've all been brought down. Right. You know, and we, we don't have any backup It was to coming, weaken them you know? and bring them to their knees, exactly. right? Exactly. Uh, but I guess for us as the audience to buy that she's a real threat, they have to make it seem like a true threat to all of them. Mm -hmm. But that sucks because ultimately it's really not, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's, again, it's really only to service a certain plot point at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So I agree with you that it, because that's the reality, that's the ultimate outcome, just fucking say Thor's a god, it doesn't affect him, exactly. and lose that ten minutes of story. And, and you could easily also just have Thor, because his, his mission is always side from the Avengers. Yes. His whole thing, like, at the very beginning of the movie, they're all like, yeah, we gotta go in and see what Strucker's up to. Right. And his thing is like, yeah, I just gotta get my hands on, on Loki's scepter. I He's hopping through universes you know? they don't even know about. Exactly. He's beyond that. So yeah. you could very easily, you know, I, I, I can't... I'm, Trouble to come up with one right now, but you could very easily pop him out of out of the picture for twenty yeah. minutes, lose that whole storyline. I mean, they already, as you were saying in the kitchen earlier, shaved down what his weird uh, nightmare was that yes. she produced. They shaved that down to the point where it didn't make much it didn't sense, make sense anyway. Yeah, um, and it was one of those where I'm like, I, it just felt like like blank, scary imagery. Yeah, where it's like, okay, that's scary, but. You know, I, I don't find Thor to be too terrifically interesting of a character. Right. That that. You know, where each and every person's fantasy carried some resonance. I yes. mean, even for Captain America, it was just the dance he Him never in an had empty dance with, hall, yeah. with, with the, you know, that was, as he crashed the jet in, yeah. in the first Avenger, he was just like, you know, save that dance for me. Yep. And that's been eating at him. Yep. And they didn't produce any sort of nightmare, but right. it was just, it, it produced that regret of, well, and you, you know, get what, it. what you have know, I you done? Feel it I feel him. it. Yeah. You know, I'm there. I'm yeah. on board. You know, the Tony Stark thing, I'm on board. That's mm -hmm. scary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, the Hulk. I mean, we don't even really see his internal thing, right. but we just know that Scarlet Witches. You know, uh, I'm sorry, not Scarlet Witches. Uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson's uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Black Widows was equally frightening and weird and terrifying. terrifying. And, but and, it works, and yeah. like, you get why that's there. Um, 
We didn't even get we didn't get one for Hawkeye. He right. managed to be, you know, avoided. Oh, he actually that was one of my favorite things. Again, yeah. where this movie gets a little bit meta, he has this great joke where he stops her from doing it and he says, I don't do mind control. Well, I've he been goes, there. I did the mind control yeah. thing before, I'm not a fan. Yeah, yeah. 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 That, Which is great because that's great. how he got written out of the first one. Yep. Yeah. And it's and th- there's no reason why Thor couldn't just be on that. Exactly. Thing too, put him on that like, list, just man. Put him something yeah. out there and you could have shaved that time uh-huh. easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, uh, things that could have been shaved, but at the same time, if this movie was four hours longer, I would have sat through the whole thing with a cheesy grin on my face, just drinking it. I in do like agree a with maniac, you. you know? I do agree with you. Again, it's the soap opera we all, as a mm-hmm. globe, have decided we're on board for. Oh yeah, the entire planet has gone. This is something that I'm into I wanted since I was a kid. Opera. Yeah, forever, and yeah. it's just happening, and it's happening in the. Best and way you can the ever best do it. actors to do it oh, that yeah. clearly love to do it and have real chemistry with each oh, other yeah. that makes for brilliant moments. Like there's this great fucking moment with Hawkeye and Scarlet Witch towards the end of the movie where he's giving her a motivational speech. Oh yeah, yeah. and it's powerful. Like it's a truly powerful speech that really makes me feel something. Like mm. I was on board for it. I believed that she bought it and said, "I'm going to go yeah. out and kick some ass." And yeah. right in the midst of it, it has the most meta, hilarious joke about what you're watching that I mm. won't spoil because it's just so fun and funny. We can spoil. It doesn't matter. I, okay, they've, so they've all seen it. It's there's this big. We're moti- spoiling today. It's the big motivational speech, and he's like, "Because she's crumbling, and she's like, I can't believe what I did, and now I realize that I'm sort of the cause of all of this mm. chaos." And he's like, "Listen, it doesn't matter. Whatever you did." Put it behind you. You can if you want to. If you want to leave that behind, you can. All you have to do is step out that door, and the moment you do it, you are an Avenger. Mm. Great motivational stuff. Right in the midst of that, he goes, trying to convince her that, like, listen, you can put it all behind you. He goes, we're on a floating island surrounded by thousands of killbots, and I have a freaking bow and arrow. None of this makes any sense. (laughs) None of this makes any sense. And Actually, there's a badass moment there, too, because he's like, none of this makes any sense. And then there's bullet holes in the wall. He looks through the bullet hole, shoots an arrow through it to nonchalantly explode something, and then goes back to the motivational speech. No break from being a badass. It's powerful. It's funny. It's meta. It's like this... Whedon has knows that this is the eleventh movie in this oh, series, yeah. and knows that these things are building to. Tr- I mean, this was truly a comic book movie. Mm-hmm. This was a comic book on the Even screen, the unlike we've ever seen before. Very comic booky. Yeah, it's. I mean, one of the opening shots is when you know the the first opening shot was reminiscent of in Avengers when they're fighting the climactic in the city, shot. and it's yeah, it's the climactic shot of just it zips through the city and just is a quick narrative of yep. all of them connecting. This opening shot is that times ten, and yeah. that's where we begin. And oh it yeah, ramps up it's from him there. going like, "Hey, this is where we're starting." But where the original movie has that great moment where the camera is circling them, yeah. Iron Man's lowering yeah. down, they're all setting up for the fight, and you go, "Oh, that is a splash page." Yeah. This has. Uh, you know, they ramp up in the air on the Jeep and yep. it's this side shot of all of them in a line using their power yep. and it's slow motion and it's a freeze frame yep. and it's it's a painting lifted from a comic book. 100%. And it's there. And yeah. he, because Whedon is just, he is a good filmmaker that I don't think gets enough credit for, for some of the technique. That moment when that happens on a splash page in a comic doesn't even really make sense. It's like, why are they all lined up this way and fighting in this oh, line? Yeah, yeah. He, through the camera work leading up to that moment, justifies all of them being in those oh, exact yeah, yeah. positions at that That's exact moment. That's just one moment. second in the middle exactly. of a huge battle. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. It's cr- oh, it's so good. So good. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh so yeah, I don't it's like I do have issues with this movie, oh, right? Yeah. Uh but well, together I think that they're all the same issues they are. that every superhero movie has. They as are. we discussed in our last episode, it's a matter of how much of a spell can it cast over right. you where you where you're actively noticing these mm-hmm. things or in the case, at least, of Ultron, where 
I didn't really think about these things until, you know, this morning. Yeah. Because yesterday I was too busy just being like, pew, 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 ha, ha, You know, just having a grand old time yeah. living this amazing fantasy. And that's that's what it is. I, I mean, I will magic. say I didn't get as lost in it as I did Cap 2 or Gardens of the mm. Galaxy. I think it falls a little bit short of those two movies for me. We've talked about this before. My My ultimate problem with the Marvel movies is that they do feel as disposable as issues of comic books. Mm -hmm. Even though this movie was huge and climactic and dark, like Captain America 2 dramatically changed the weight and shape and look yeah, of the yeah. Marvel Universe uh, in a way that like, it also is like its own complete self-contained story. It just like, mm. that movie just m it is so precisely made to be its own story but also a piece of the story and actually have real stakes that really change things at the end of the movie that one works for me on an exceptional level that none of the other marvel movies do mm. all of the other ones like as like i think the original avengers is maybe i i felt a more sense of joy and fun in the midst of that movie than i ever did in this sequel to it oh and that was also that whole the whole plot of that movie wasn't necessarily like the, in in hindsight, they've treated it as the event, so right. it's a big thing. But in the moment of the movie, it was just like, how do we get them all in one room? Yeah. You know, let's yeah. get them all in one room. We'll unleash them yeah. on a nameless, faceless army, yeah. and that's enough at yeah. that point. Now it's not enough. Well, and that's what I'll say too is that like I I really enjoyed the experience of watching the first Avengers again. I think maybe more than I enjoyed watching the second one, but. I've tried to go back to the first Avengers since, feeling like that was one of the best movies oh, I ever I'd saw. I'd watch like Iron Man three. It's or boring. Cap 2, it yeah. honestly is boring. It's like it's it's so the a lot of these movies are truly kind of disposable. Well, they're one offs. They they work in the moment uh, of like, oh, I love this. This is great action. I will be able to watch Ultron again. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, it does. I kind of think know, that too. Actually. It wraps up the Ultron story nice and yep. neatly and yep. all that. Yep. But even so, it definitely does feel like a middle chapter yes. of sorts. That mm -hmm. is, you can't wash that off of it. It's, yeah. it's there. Whereas, like, Cap 2 is, by definition, a middle chapter. Yes. Uh, Iron Man 3 is, by definition, a middle chapter. But I wouldn't think that either of them really feel like it. No, I know. I think those and are two of the best movies that's the beginning of that shift made. that I was talking yeah. about where now the franchise is the Avengers yes. and the in-between movies. Yes. Whereas when it started, these were the movies yes. and it was just going to lead up to every couple of years we meet up for an Avengers. Yep. That is shifting now that we're yep. going Civil War and Infinity mm -hmm. War and mm -hmm. whatever mm -hmm. else may be. Yeah. And Batman versus X-Men or whatever we've got. Like, <laughs> yeah. who knows? Santa Claus conquers the Kree or, you know, <laughs> which, uh, make it, would watch. Yeah. <laughs> it would be amazing. Have they... Release it in IMAX Kree D. I would watch the <laughs> shit out of that. I'd watch four of those twice each. Am I right about this? Have they introduced the Kree in Agents of Shield? Um, they introduced the Kree in Agents of Shield, and the villain in Guardians of the Galaxy is a Kree leader. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. He's a Kree leader. Have they done the Scroll yet? I think that's actually who I'm thinking of. Um, I don't believe they've okay. done Scroll. I because you know what? I just recently read a Guardians comic that had a big plot line with Scroll. Scroll, yeah. And so I, my head is mixed. Yeah, but I don't believe they've. There might be a mention of scrolling sure. Guardians of the Galaxy because they do a lot of just like throwaway. They just do, like I know. Boom, 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 like expanding you know, the universe exactly. just through dialogue. But it, not even. I mean, yeah, it's it is expanding the universe, but it's just them just in their world. It, they might like mention Star a scroll because it's, it's just a thing. You it's know, like that Star they deal Wars. With. It's yeah. just there's all there's context. You know, there's contextual things. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, which I love. Like I that that again. That's. This movie does get to have this sort of brilliant kind of moment in the beginning at that party scene at Tony's where mm. it's just 
we've got 10 movies, 10 years of context. Let's use it. Oh, yeah. Let's have a big party where the whole oh, you know gang's what? here. Let's talk about that because they do a couple things that are very interesting in that. Yeah. Um, so the thing is they all have beer muscles. They're all drunk. Oh, fuck. That's and right, they're yeah. all trying to lift Thor's hammer. Yes. And everybody has a different approach to it. Oh, Tony yeah. Stark's first thing is like, this is a physics thing. Yeah. Um, so if I just angle it this way and... Uh, and so then he's got his his Iron Man suit half on, yep. and he's trying to do it. Then it's War Machine and him, both yeah. with Iron Man's, unable to do it. Yep. Um, I think Hawkeye tries, fails, whatever, yeah. that kind of thing. Everybody tries and fails. Banner does a great um, joke of like, I'm raging oh, out! Oh, yeah, yeah, and like Nobody. No, but, and, but because he had made that joke before, I think, in the first movie. We've seen, too. Oh, and also they're all scared, like, maybe yeah. you shouldn't try. Yeah. But we've seen that, that Hulk is no match for the hammer. Right. That, that has happened. Yeah, we already know. Um. And then uh, Captain America budges it yep. a little bit, which yep. is great because then Thor's Makes reaction Thor is just a like, nervous. <laughs> nope, no one can lift it. <laughs> but to go back to the whole, you know, male superhero machismo yes. versus this new thing, uh, Scarlet uh, Joe, uh, Scarlet Widow. I just want to. I know. I keep wanting to do that because now we're trying to be progressive and we can't even call her by her fucking name. Black Widow. Black Widow. Her answer is that's a question I don't need answered. Yes. Oh, and it's which like is, uh, that's awesome. That that's so great. clever. Such and funny. a good line. But uh, two. You know, well, once again, we're Quit universal spoiler dicks, alert. Machismo. That earns us something later. Yes. You know, we are all on board with. Only the worthy can lift the hammer. Yes. And Vision has no problem just it's, tossing the hammer well, around. Well, and it's what earns you. And that's you? what they ask us to buy into Vision's goodness with. Exactly. Because when Vision's first born, my first inclination is, that, just like everyone, is I don't trust him. Yeah. And whereas you could add another 20 minutes of him proving himself, the hammer is a great, funny, and extremely comic booky way to just have that. But it also says something more because he, he can hold it, and that means he's worthy yep. and could just zap up to Asgard and be king. But he still just hands it over to Thor, like, there you go, man. Yeah. You know, and so he's not interested in that. So no. it, it elevates him even further. Yes. And I think all of that is earned by Captain America budging it. It's, yes. it's unreal. Yeah. Because in that moment, it's a joke where we go, oh, look at that. He's almost worthy. Yeah. But then you go, wait a minute. This hammer is a true judge of character because yeah. we do know that Captain America is not perfect, right? You know, and Vision is. And, and, <laughs> it's so and cool. if we were to, you know, I feel like you and I probably agree. If we were to take any of the Avengers that have existed across these movies and go, which one other than Thor is worthy of picking up that hammer? Oh, it's Cap. It's Captain. It's yeah, Cap, without a doubt. So the fact that he can't and the Vision just immediately can mm. earns so much for and the it's audience. So funny yeah. too. Because I, I think the way it's handled, too, is they're all discussing, like, eh, we don't trust this guy yeah. and all that. And he's like, here you go, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, have a hammer. And you're like, yep. oh. And I, I feel like that yeah. hammer's heavy. I, I feel it myself. You oh, know? well, there's also a great joke with it. You know, they really play up the hammer, and you need to be worthy throughout the movie. There's the great joke with Quicksilver. Oh, yeah. Which is a great the, effect, too. The slow-mo of Quicksilver, where he's in, in his own real time, but everybody else is in slow-mo. And he sees the hammer going by, and he's like, yeah. He goes to grab it and immediately gets pulled away yeah. by it because in full speed he's not worthy. Definitely not yeah. worthy. Not even worthy to make it to the next movie. Yeah. Although <laughs> if Agents of Shield has taught us anything, nobody everybody dead. can make it to the next Anyone movie. Anyone can come back. Yep. He can be put into the. I mean, you haven't seen it, but you've heard the Tahiti Protocol. Yes. Anybody can be put into that, and, yep. and you get it. Yep. So. Uh, and by the way, I did a little more research last night, and you were like, "Yeah, I think they do mention the mists." Apparently, they have specifically mentioned the Terrigen mists, okay, which are I, I, exactly. I forget if they the, actually had the that name. That is exactly yeah, the uh, the mist. inhuman thing. Yeah, the, the Terrigen cool. mists. Yep. It is cool. Yeah. 
I don't see. I don't want to go too much into the Tahiti Protocol, but that is. Yeah, the, I, I got to catch up on that's that. That's the so link I can... a lot to Cree mythology. Is oh, there. cool, yeah, interesting. And it's, okay, but I don't want to say. Yeah, that's nothing. But yeah, cool. Oh, it's yeah. cool. Oh, it's cool. And it, it's a. Uh, uh, what was uh there was a line in Daredevil actually the other day that Foggy says that I don't remember what the specifics was, but he throws a like well who do you think I am fucking Captain America yeah and oh he uh, says something about wings on his helmet yeah, yeah he was like oh, I can call myself Captain America but that doesn't put wings on my helmet yeah and that's so wild that uh they exist in a universe where that's a joke you could well make, it says right? a couple things uh what I like about it is that you know yeah the Avengers are a part of this world yeah but it also almost suggests that. Matt Murdock's character sees these costumed heroes and goes, "I can be the, I can be one of those too." Yeah, and so it's less of a parallel development and yeah. more of a, I'm inspired by this to yeah. do good on this level. Yeah, uh, that's cool. It I, is. That's that's an interesting thing. Uh, that's something that they tackled in in Kickass. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that they tackle in Watchmen. Yeah, where it's just you know like in Watchmen, there's legislation introduced that's like, hey, you got to register if you're going to be a mask. Yep. You know, and you know, this is where there's only one powered. You're being. either working for us or we're or taking against you us. in. We're, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it, and so, you know, and and it's just funny that in our world, yeah, there's people who dress up as superheroes and do stuff. It's more of a a cosplay thing. Yeah. Yeah. But we're inspired by the fictional stories. Yes. I like that there's real people doing it inspired by, in their world, what is a real story. Yeah, absolutely. Crazy. It's really cool. Uh, they, uh, yeah, and actually w- what's interesting about the Daredevil series, I think, is you know now there's rumors about Charlie Cox uh, maybe being in Infinity War in some mm-hmm. way. Uh, I hope so. I actually really like his character a I lot, really, and I think he's a great actor. I really like his character. I love that actor. I like the way he's playing him. And my big thing with that is that's great to me because I'm really enjoying the Daredevil series mm. and where it feels like Avengers 2 is a half hour too long because of all the Hawkeye story. Fucking give me a Hawkeye Netflix series and oh take that shit out of the Avengers movie. I would movie. love that, that shit. That doesn't need to be in the Avengers movie. Yeah. Give him a fucking series. Tell me that story then. Honestly, that's probably where it'll go now. Focus the Avengers movies on at a big Avengers movie, story. He's he's just living at home again. Yeah. Why not have? And actually, from the the uh, what's his name, the Matt Fraction Hawkeye. Yes. Um, one of the things and I've only read a handful of issues. Yep. Is that much of it isn't Hawkeye? No. It's you know. It's Clint, Clint he's Barton. just living his life. Yeah. You know, and that would be a great Netflix story of oh. him dealing with family life, the, but yeah. then also, hey, listen, I gotta go to work. Yeah. You know, like, that's so cool. It's I, I I'm telling you, I think that needs to be more the direction they go, oh, yeah. uh, because. Again, I loved that stuff. I want to see that Hawkeye stuff. It doesn't need to be in Avengers 2. Yeah. Tell me that. So do what you do with Daredevil. Tell me a great fucking Daredevil story that gives me all of this awesome interpersonal, self-reflective stuff. Mm. And then drop him in Infinity Wars and let him be Daredevil for a half hour. That'd and let me just awesome. enjoy that. I That's great. You know? I, mm-hmm. that, I hope they go more that direction. Actually, you know what I would love to see? And I think it's it's time for, for that. Granted, you want your Hulk in your movies. Yeah, of course. My favorite version of the Hulk was the old 60s TV show yeah. because it was just a monster of the week. Mm-hmm. Just each week, something happens in his life, and it's a challenge to quell the beast. Yeah. And more often than not, it, you know, I mean, car trouble sets him off in that in that show. <laughs> yeah, he pops yeah, yeah. a tire, and then he's flipping his own car. But <laughs> I think that would be a great Netflix oh, series. Yeah. You know, and he would only need to Hulk out twice throughout the course of the whole yeah. thing. But I care about Banner. I oh, would yeah. love to see him just 
doing science experiments and dealing with with his romance and all of that stuff. I'm not kidding, all man. All while holding the beast. Give me a Tony Stark Bruce Banner series that's oh, about awesome. the two of them just being science bros. It'd be so cool. That would be great. That's my favorite thing in Get both of these Avengers in movies. There. I think. Right. You right. Know? Yeah, Love yeah. Pepper. Uh, I think that's my favorite relationship in both Avengers movies is mm-hmm. is is the Tony Banner relationship. I would say that until this one, I thought there was a couple scenes between Banner and uh, uh, Black, uh, Widow. Black Widow that were just electric. Yes, uh, there's a great you know here's looking at you kid kind of thing oh, where totally. she's pretending to be the bartender and he's pretending to have a drink and she's essentially saying like. I want you. Yeah. And he's not seeing it because he's a dweeb, and that's yep. just charming them both further. Yep. But then there's a scene later on where now they've started, like, they're official now. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he's just saying, like, you, I can't have this. Yeah. It's not right. And she's just saying, I don't care. You know, yeah. I want this. And it, each and every one of those scenes was just, and, you know, at the core of it, you have two very fine actors. Yeah. That shit was real, and I don't think any of those things could happen without these prior ten movies. Man, that was cool. Like, well, that they, was really I cool. I mean, they add some context to Black Widow's story there that is uh, very heavy. Uh, like, really interesting, uh, weighty stuff. You know, they she, she basically says she's sterile from uh, yes. what she went through in her training. Uh, and that bonds them further. That was the scene I was talking about that yeah. was just positively explosive. Yeah. Because he's just like, you know, I can't have kids. And his thing is, I can't have kids because who knows what my kids will be. Yeah. You know, who knows if I'm even capable of... I, I think of, he's kind of saying, I don't even know if I'm capable of having sex with you. Well, no, because I, I, they do make reference to them having had sex before. Oh, do they? Cause, yeah, because he's, uh, he's like in the shower at one point and... Uh, and I forget what it was, but I mean, like, it was clear that they were in bed together. And yeah. He makes some reference. He was like, oh, the water was cold. And she's like, oh, well, maybe I should have gotten in there with you. So, I, like, I don't yeah. know the way they talk suggests that. But I, I think it was more of a suggestion of I don't know what my genetics are. Right. And do I really want to raise a kid? Right. There's a lot of anger that comes with raising a kid yeah. and disappointment. And, yeah. you know, if you can push me off a cliff and it sets me off, if something I've created is upsetting me yeah. and it's my job to handle this with a grain of salt, right. I might not be physically capable. Yeah. And then she's like, good news, bad news, can't have kids. Yeah. And so, you know, it's this horrifying moment for yeah. her, but it's both of them revealing a truth that bonds them. And it also creates a little t- uh, t- tinge of their relationship sort of makes a little more sense now right yeah like that's actually a compromise that they both have had to make yeah that they can bond over and it just you know it's it's an issue that they won't have to deal with in the future because they know they can't have kids yeah 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 it i I was fascinated by that i thought that was like really uh, interesting writing Mm -hmm. and i think it's also like um uh you know as far as trying to like uh, create some three-dimensional female characters in this universe it Mm. is very interesting to uh add some context to her that's not simply look at this babe yeah you know what i mean uh she's not just like a hot lady that knows how to fight you know Mm. they 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 added some and i I don't know maybe i don't know how women will react to me even saying that maybe maybe the reaction is like well why do you gotta fucking make her sterile to make her interesting but uh, i don't know if that's necessarily that's not what I'm saying yeah, necessarily, so that, but that, would, that to me would be a cheap criticism to make her sterile to make her interesting because yeah. I think she's very interesting, right? And that just makes it more so interesting, yeah. and it adds it adds a level to her character. Like 
I don't think they're necessarily taking anything away from her because she's very maternal. I right. mean, one of her superpowers, if you will, <laughs> she can is calm down the Hulk. She's the person who calms down the Hulk. They, they she, need a lullaby. We need a lullaby. Nah, we need such a lullaby. A cool thing. Yeah, and she can do it. You know, yep. and and it's you know she's seen the best and the worst the world has to offer. So, yeah. and, and uh, those scenes are great too because she's fucking terrified. Yeah. But does it, yeah. you know, and does it right and all that. Yeah. It's so cool. It's Yeah, I was fascinated by that you know, stuff. She's it's still got that genetic woman thing mm-hmm. of within every woman, there is the potential to be a mother. Mm-hmm. And chemically, I mean, talk to anyone who has a kid, there's something that changes yeah. where you could be the most hardcore party maniac ever. As soon as you have a kid, there is some kind of a change. And that, mm-hmm. that goes across all genders. Mm-hmm. But, you know, with moms, there's a thing there. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Moms are awesome. Yeah. And I think she's still a mom in that way. Yeah. And much better to have a mom than, like, I mean, that's one of the beautiful things that I love about Pepper is she's not Iron Man's girlfriend. Right. She's Tony Stark's caretaker. Yeah. <laughs> like, she yeah. keeps him in check. You know, yeah. his issues are kept in check by the fact that she is so put together, mm-hmm. you know, and it's mm-hmm. it's cool. Yeah. And it's also a very clean device in terms of just being like, Tony Stark needs endless money, and we can't have him at board meetings all the time. Right. So they can use her for that, too. Awesome. That was so funny. Throughout the whole movie, you kept being like, he has so much, so much money. money. And he's not selling weapons anymore. Yeah. It makes no sense. Yeah. Where's the money? Co- that Hulkbuster suit yeah. that lives in space yeah. has repairs that shoot out automatic. You know, like yeah. it just, and he can call it from his iPhone yeah. or whatever it is. It makes no sense. I don't care. <laughs> but that itself costs more than than anything I I can't think of anything that has a higher budget than that yeah. and he's not manufacturing weapons anymore yeah. I think he's just printing money <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know what it is he's, that's gotta be what it is he's just printing money that was uh, actually that was one of my favorite big comedy moments from the movie that I, I have like recalled in my head a couple of times since mm. seeing it yesterday is the automatic pumping fist oh, yeah, into yeah. Hulk's face. Do, 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 go to sleep, go to sleep, go yeah. to sleep, go to sleep. That was so cool. Yeah. So cool. And oh, and I love his little his little ratchet thing on his arm yeah. that grabs the Hulk's fist so uh-huh. that he can just fly him around and, and do stuff. Yep. And and that's another thing too. The Hulk now, that ends with the Hulk in we don't know. We don't know. Could be anywhere. What's what's he coming could be on next? Planet Hulk for the Hulk. He could be on his TV series, yeah. which is what I would love. Yeah, just weekly we, banner. We don't know. I know. I know. I almost wonder. Well, here's a thought. I wonder if they did that because they don't know. Like they don't necessarily know what to do with the He's Hulk a right difficult now. Character. So it's what like, what do you do with? Yeah, him? exactly. You know, so it's like, let's just. Uh, here we go. Here's not an ending, but a for now. You know what I would like to see. I mean, I know Black Widow is now got it. I know that uh, Black Widow is now uh, training with Cap, the yes. new Avengers at yes. the end, which is honestly to tell you the truth, I think they've built those characters enough that it's a lineup that if they made the next Avengers yeah. movie about them being the Avengers, I'd, I'd get into it. My only problem with that is Don Cheadle's War Machine. Oh, yeah, Not yeah, because yeah. I don't like Don Cheadle, I just don't give a flying fuck about Could that character. Happen, well, I know. When was the last time you watched Iron Man three? They do give him a little bit more. Oh, but I, I don't do remember. Agree. I don't remember him it's, in Iron Man it's three. Still not enough. I yeah. don't care about War Machine. Yeah. But the they, the seeds are planted. They okay. could they could bloom something there. But cool, I do cool. agree. Like I'm not interested by yeah. War Machine really even in the slightest. Because honestly, the only thing so far that has made him interesting to me is his dynamic with Tony. Yeah. So you start giving me a story that doesn't have a Tony and is just about him. I really don't care. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, his his segment in Iron Man 3 is pretty funny because he's just like doing peacekeeping in the Middle East. Oh, and then right. Tony calls him and he's just like, hang on, guys. And he has to like chat with them. Yeah. But then, of course, he rescues the president. And all yeah, that yeah, fun yeah. That's stuff. right. That's right. I remember that. But uh, the uh, 
I think it would make a really great movie. I would love to watch a Black Widow movie. Oh, uh, yeah? She's hunting for the Hulk. Oh. How cool would that be? That would be great. She's trying to find her man. Yeah. She knows that he's dangerous. She knows that he's lost. Yep. She's got every tool at her disposal to find him. Yep. And Tomb Raider can go fuck itself because this is a million times more interesting. Yeah. And we're leaning on a mythology that... I mean, I, I care so much about their romance yeah. now that it... it I, I, know, I was charmed by it. I, that's cool. I would love to watch a Black Widow movie where she does that. Maybe phones up Falcon and says, hey, I need a little backup. You know, that there would you be go. so cool. Yeah. I'd watch the fuck out they, of that. You know, they did a nice thing in this, too, with uh, I think we both wanted to see Falcon show up truly as an Avenger in this in some way, which they didn't quite do. There was but an I opportunity, too. I loved that they gave him the moment of, hey, Cap, just so you know. I'm still on the lookout, still searching. Yeah, I'll let you yeah. know how my progress goes. Mm. They just they call up the Winter Soldier story, let you know it's still going on in the background, and leave you out. Which I'm fine with too. that. I'm into that. Imagine Falcon in the hunt for the Winter Soldier. I'm into I'd it. Watch the shit out of, yeah. out of that. It'd be amazing. Yeah. Uh, also gives us strong ties for him to become Captain America at some point. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, uh, which would be awesome. Yes. Would uh, be awesome. Oh, by the way, something else that this movie does uh, is bring us to Wakanda, finally, which has been mentioned before in the MCU, mm. I think, but we finally went there. And Wakanda, uh, I don't. I think you didn't quite know this when they brought it up. Wakanda I didn't is know it at all, where yeah. Black Panther is from. I know nothing of yeah. Black Panther. And I have to laugh, too. Put Andy Serkis in digital makeup, yeah. and I'll always know it's him. Yep. Put him in just actual makeup, yeah. unrecognizable. Yeah. I couldn't tell you. I was like, oh, he's yeah. so good. I was like, Andy Serkis. You were like, he was in this movie? Yeah, who did he play? Uh, well, by the way, so I read this last night. I didn't know this. Uh, you know how he loses an arm at some point over yeah. the course of that? That's because one of the big Black Panther villains is this big general guy who has like a robotic arm thing. Oh, right So on. people well, think that go. that was actually supposed to be set up for the Black Panther movie that's already been announced. Andy Serkis could easily be a heavy villain. That'd be awesome. Easily. That would be awesome. And actually, that uh, that also brings in another thing too. I, have you seen the Marvel one shot? I, I have not seen any of Iron the one shots. 3? Okay, well, there's in That's Iron the Man ben three. Everybody one? knows, yeah, with the yeah. Ben Kingsley. We all know that the Mandarin, as we understand him, was just a ruse. Travis something uh, was that his on. name? It yeah, was like a real like, nerdy name. So yeah, well, yeah, I mean, he was an actor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Trevor, Trevor, Trevor. Something. Oh, what was it? It was definitely it was, Trevor. It was a real stupid. But he's name. just like a heroin addict and all this yeah. stuff. Well, it's funny too because he's like, oh yeah, they gave me all the money and all this stuff and oh the drugs. They gave me all of the drugs and all <laughs> yeah. of them. Mm. And he's just fucked up. Yeah. I think he's literally drinking a PBR at one point. <laughs> yeah. He's just, you know, that. but there's a one shot that very explicitly suggests, like, the Ten Rings is real. Right. There is a Mandarin. Right. And it's a much bigger picture. Yeah. And so uh, that's something that has been untouched since mm -hmm. then. I want that. Yeah. <laughs> I want that. And listen. And that's where you can get me a good War Machine story. Oh, that's because true. if Tony Stark's taking some time off and the Ten Rings are looking to find what he's close with and what to exploit Tony Stark back into action, Go after War Jeetle. Machine's a great way yeah, to do it. Yeah, that's a good idea. And then, boom, you got yourself a movie. You're going to earn a little bit more from yeah. him. But, man... Who has the money? That's <laughs> <laughs> there's so many movies that that need to happen. But yeah. you know they're gonna do it. They have the money. That's yeah. who Disney. Well, it'll be Especially really interesting. Star Wars, Jesus. It's gonna be really interesting to see what they do with Captain America: Civil War, mm -hmm. uh, because you know that story is about this superhero registration act. But I I don't feel like this universe has built to a point where that's what that story will actually be necessarily. I think that's what the next wave of standalone movies are going to have to be. Okay. You know, because if, I mean, when you think about the, um, you know, the in-between movies from Avengers 1 and Avengers 2 were all about the fall of S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah. the split of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. into Hydra, so that when Avengers 2 opens up, there is no S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. It's just the Avengers right. acting of their own accord, yeah. and, you know, by the end, it's, we're just the Avengers initiative, or whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. There is no S.H.I.E.L.D. as of yet, or it's lost, it's in pieces, we right. don't know. 
So I think this next wave will be all about just a... Because there's seeds planted, and I thought it was going to be a much more divisive split at the end of Avengers. I thought yeah. it was gonna kind of going to be a dark ending yeah. where it's oh, it's clear that these guys are on board for one you know mentality and the yeah. other one. But there were more than more than a few discussions about oh, what's right, what's wrong. They set it up. And so I think that that seeds planted, that plant will grow yeah. over the next set of three, four movies. Yeah. Of And do we know which... Avengers are getting a standalone movie in the next wave. Oh yeah, hold on, let me think. So there's there is definitely a, th- a Thor three. There is a Thor three. Uh, I guess technically, which Ant- that'll handle the Loki thing from Thor two. Right, That's right. What that'll be about. Uh, so th- so Thor three, and you're talking current Avengers. I don't think there's an announced Iron Man movie. In fact, technically, Captain America: Civil War is the next is the next Iron, Iron Man, Man yeah. movie. So that takes care of both of them. Uh, I don't think there's a Black Widow movie that's been announced mm-hmm. that I know of. There's definitely not a Hulk. Not a Hulk. Uh, not a Hawkeye. There's definitely a Cap Three. Um, well, I'm pretty sure they announced Cap, or is that Infinity Cap Three? War? Cap Three is Civil War. Civil War. Okay. Oh, okay. oh yeah, Donna, yeah, yeah. 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 I got you. Uh, so no, I mean actually, Cap Three is pretty much the only announced sequel to do any you have of the those and Thor 3. No, but here, I can do that, actually. I'm curious, because um, I feel like there's more. I mean, they announced what? Oh, they announced a ton movies? of movies, but you asked me about the actual Avengers that are yeah. in that movie. Yeah, yeah well, you I know? mean, just like, what is the next wave going to be? Maybe it's, we it's can try and write other, a story. It's mostly other characters. It's like Captain Marvel, uh, okay. which will be our first female superhero story from Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, Black Panther. Uh, the Inhumans is already announced, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man. Oh, yeah, yeah. So oh, it's okay. like it's actually mostly new characters. And, oh, yeah, Spider-Man uh, won't be till after. And I kind of think, War. hold on, I want to look at the sort of schedule. You know? Yeah, I want to see the schedule uh, just because to I see what leads up. Because I think that Civil War is early in it comparatively mm-hmm. to all these other stories. Uh, Marvel phase well, now, Is Civil War going to be two parts? No. No, that's Infinity that's Wars. That's Infinity two Wars. Wars, okay. Yeah. Okay, let's see here. So uh, right, we do get a Guardians too, which fact, will lead to the cosmic thing with Thanos. Yeah, but check this out. Literally, the next confirmed uh, Marvel movie is Captain America: Civil War. Okay, it's coming before all of this other stuff. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'm just curious where this Civil War is going to quote unquote come from. You know, that's wild. I don't think it's gonna be shows. about registration. It probably won't be about registration, but I think it'll be about, you know, because, um, I mean, there's still a thing. Like, I never know how to feel about Nick Fury. Right. Because, like, at the end of the day, he's usually right. But then there's also points where I'm like, you need to be sharing this he's information. Very we need more transparency. Yeah. And so I, maybe it'll just go along those lines. Yeah. And Or it could just be something as simple and stupid as, like, you know, this wouldn't be literally it. But, you know, you throw a girl between two superheroes and they split off. Right, and sure. And, you know the friendships divide yeah you know and that wouldn't literally yeah. i know that wouldn't be it but it could be something just arbitrary and simple right and then suddenly it leads to you know maybe maybe captain america touches tony stark's log chopping pile and now there <laughs> that was <laughs> man see that is like classic great whedon so writing good. but again like that is part of a section of the movie where it's like we don't need it like we really don't oh, need see, that and i, I really love that one moment of uh See, uh, the thing is, I, I can see where I would say we don't need it, but I also think, in a way, we very much do need oh, it because yeah. it, it shakes up the it's, pacing. And it's a character moment that we it, really exactly. need. We need that, and I mean, that's just a small bridge between yeah. two huge action pieces that could leave someone numb. And, hey, that right there is some Civil War setup, you know Civil what I mean? It's, it's these two well, guys competing. The in half yeah. just out of his own anger. Yeah. But I love that gag, too, because it's never explicitly noticeable that uh, 
Captain America's pile of chopped wood is that much is bigger. Like three times as big. But as soon as Tony Stark says it, yeah. just like, don't touch my pile. <laughs> yeah. Then you get the full shot. And it's like, that's fucking funny. Yeah, it's that is classic Whedon writing. That's like very fun, interesting stuff. Now, I'm curious as to, I mean, I guess the next Marvel movie in terms of, is Ant-Man. That's this year. Yeah. I wonder if that is going to throw any sort of... Because I, I know Ant-Man, at least in the comics, I mean, I guess that was Hank Pym. I mean, technically, was, was, that he's was who invented Ultron. Ultron yeah. yeah. So that is no longer there, right. and this is uh, not Hank Pym. This right, is they've actually basically written something. Hank Pym into the f- the cinematic universe as already an old man. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's is that Michael Douglas's character? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So there could be something there that also leads to a seed of... And to me, maybe there is something there, and that's why Edgar Wright's gone. Right. It's because the producers were like, this needs to be a cog It's got to be a phase three movie. Know? And so... Uh, I'm, I have a feeling you're right. I can't think of something in my head that I... Because, I mean, I don't know enough about Ant-Man. Yeah. But I know that he is, at least in terms of the comic books, he was like a founding Avenger. P- Pim is... He, he is one of the original Avengers, mm-hmm. uh, and he is... Uh, Him and Vision, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and above... Uh, well, not necessarily above, but in competition with characters like Tony Stark and Banner, like... He is often cited as probably, uh, next to Reed Richards, actually, like the smartest man in the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. Like He is a genius beyond levels of Tony Stark mm-hmm. and, and Bruce Banner, generally uh, considered such in the, mm-hmm. in the comics. So he also classically a woman beater. There's a yeah, lot of stories really? where he beats his wife. That's wild. Yeah. Uh, there, there's, uh, so the, it, it, he's actually a darker much more interesting character, I think, than some of these other characters. And so it's it's a little weird that they've saved him for now. And I'm curious how they'll e- if and how they'll even explore those parts of his mm. his comic book history. They might not. Well, if he's written out of it, I mean, now, now Paul Rudd's character. So Scott Ant-Man, Lang. Is that an Ant-Man from the comics? He I is as well. Nothing. They they basically, um, to sort of liven up Ant-Man uh, maybe a decade ago or so, they sort of, uh, I don't remember if they killed Hank Pym. Uh, oh, no. They they introduced this character of Scott Lang, who's like this young, brash thief who mm. steals the Ant-Man technology and becomes Ant-Man. And then suddenly, once he has the power to be Ant-Man, realizes, I've been a real fuck-up my whole life. Yeah, I yeah, can't yeah. use this stuff to continue being a fuck-up. I have to actually earn the right to be this guy. With great power. Comes great responsibility. Comes Ant-Man. Yeah. Uh, so it's interesting that they're combining both those characters in mm. one story and doing it. It's all good stuff, actually. Like, I love sort of the idea of this Ant-Man movie, you know? Mm. Uh, I feel the loss of right, oh, yeah. for sure. Uh, I feel like you can just see the loss of right even in the uh, in the trailer. Uh, but uh, I think there's interesting things they could do with that. But I am curious. Like, I, I, and I'm, I a, imagine I'm a Peyton Reed right. fan. I imagine you're right. Uh, probably they needed to force some Phase Three stuff in there. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know what. I you know maybe who knows? There's maybe this be will be something. the introduction of the next gem. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be kind of cool. So there are four that are explicitly listed as, and gems. one of them is Envision's face. Yes, there's Vision's face gem. Yeah. There's the Ether. Yep. There's the Guardian's purple gem. Yep. There's the Tesseract. Yep. And so there are two more. The one that Wait. I don't think is uh, explicitly stated right. you is think the is Iron element Man's thing, that right? Iron yeah. Man creates in Iron Man 2. Because yeah. um, they never say what it is. It yeah. takes the form of like a triangular gem kind yep. of thing. Yep. And so I think that might be it. So mm-hmm. all you Iron Man 2 haters can suck my dick. Mm-hmm. And um, so maybe Ant-Man will 
maybe something powers his suit that right. is based yeah, on that. I don't know. Maybe there's something, or maybe there wasn't anything, and that was where Marvel was like, listen, we've got to get an Infinity Stone in there. Yeah, exactly. You know? I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, you know, the maybe other th- the, the, oh, shit, maybe that'll be what divides uh, uh, Captain America and Iron Man, is that Iron Man says, hey, you know, Captain America says, hey, these Infinity Stones are hugely powerful, and they shouldn't be in the wrong hands. And Tony Stark says, well, you're not getting the one I created. This is mine. Oh, well, Boom, maybe. War. Yeah, that's interesting. I can see that. Yeah. Maybe. I-, I am curious when the sort of characters in this universe are going to discover the significance of these things. Because mm-hmm. I don't think they really know yet, do they? They kind of do. Thor sort of describes it in Age of Ultron. Um where he uh, oh, because he explains the mind stone to them, right? Yes, he explains just the one stone. Yeah, and in Guardians of the Galaxy, they just use the phrase "Infinity Stone." Right. Yeah. And they're yeah, just yeah. like powered beings can level a whole world right, with it. Right. Right. But uh, no one else can touch it because it's too right. powerful. It feels like maybe Fury knows about them. Oh, I'm sure he does. Yeah, I'm sure he absolutely does. Yeah. And there's, I mean, and then in Thor two, uh, when they're walking through the palace, there is the Infinity Gauntlet with By none the of the way, gems in it. I saw an article yesterday where Kevin Feige was quoted as saying that the uh, the mid credit sequence in this, where we see uh, Thanos. Thanos put his hand in a glove, uh, Feige confirmed that that is a separate Infinity Gauntlet from the one in Thor. Because mm. people pointed out, like, wait a second, we've only seen that gauntlet one other time in this universe, and it's in Odin's lockup, basically. Mm. So is this is that clip of Thanos in? Uh, oh, yeah, in yeah, yeah. Uh, what's Thor's world called in Asgard, Asgard yeah. uh, stealing it and he said he confirmed no that's a separate Infinity Gauntlet I, I mean I don't know how it works in the comics but I seem to understand that there are more than one I mean it's really just a big old chunk of gold with gem holes in it right you know that that is wielded by the I'm right person I'm not sure about that but it, uh, you know but I mean I, that's something that I think could easily be written as oh, truth totally. and then it's just but, whatever uh, and uh Sort of more interestingly to me is, okay, so cool, there's two gauntlets. That means we can, uh, depending on how they want to tell this story, this story can become a race to the gems. Mm -hmm. Can become them realizing, well, we actually have our own gauntlet. He's already got four stones. Let's make sure we get those other two and see what happens when we throw these fucking gauntlets into each other. Mm -hmm. You know? It can be sort of a a, a midnight run for the gems. That would be awesome. Yeah. That would be really awesome. Yeah. Oh man, I I'm so excited. To That's just the thing, see what man. Happens. I I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna end up letterboxing this movie with a th- with three stars because mm. it, it just I I didn't get lost in this one the way I got lost in some of the previous Marvel movies, mm. and I think that was a little disappointing to me. And the thing is, I think I know why. But uh, I want to give it. I don't want to give it any lower than that because it's not bad by any means. It's great. It's fun. It's thrilling. And I and even though I know why this movie I didn't get lost in this movie the way I have the others, I also liked the stuff that I know should be cut from it oh, to yeah, make yeah. me get lost in it. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Like I don't want to lose that Hawkeye stuff. So I, I like put this stuff. up in my. I gave it four. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm just I think we our stars are different anyway. A, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, mostly just like uh, like I think the only. The only ones that I've given four over the three were Iron Man three, Cap two, and this. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd have to go back and look. Oh, yeah. and Guardians, maybe Guardians. Kind of four. Yeah. Um, I just I have a feeling that this is going to be one of those movies that that I think this one's going to be more rewatchable it, than at exactly. least the original one. If it's on and I catch a piece of it, yeah. I'm going to be like, shit. Now I know what I'm doing for the next yeah. two hours, you know. And and I just and it again has some thrilling so game changing action to it game changing. Yeah, through you know through and through. 
it's so filled to bursting, and the fact that it doesn't burst yeah. is so impressive It is to impressive. Me. And for a movie to be... You know, I mean, this this is like... In a way, this is the movie we've all been waiting for oh, yeah. in, in terms of what can be done with a comic it's book It's a movie. chapter of the Avengers. And I totally get why Joss Whedon would just be like, I'm done. I'm done. Where do you go from here? It's as good as you could get with that, right? I, I mean, as far as we I assume, understand, yeah. that's how we felt about Avengers, though, yeah. and here we are. So. And listen, we'll see. Uh, the Russos made my favorite Marvel movie so mm-hmm. far. So and I, they directed a fuck ton of rest of the development, y'all. Yeah, I am excited to see them oh, take yeah. on the Avengers. And I think that they'll change that tone a little bit because, mm-hmm. you know, they're... they're there is a similar tone amongst all of the uh, first wave and the Avengers that, you know, it becomes a Shane Black tone in Iron Man 3. Um, and, th- you know, it still holds on to the Marvel yeah. thing. Cap 2 still holds on to the Marvel thing, but there is a different tone oh, yeah. there. And I think that that's the tone that will be required for a Civil War, mm-hmm. for, you know, mm-hmm. an Avengers, whatever the fuck comes, Infinity War. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I've. They're just awesome. I mean, they yeah. know how to shoot some action. It's. I think this is like a huge recommend from both of us, despite oh, yeah. having some conflicted feelings about it. The problems that I have with it are the same problems. It's hard I have to criticize these movies, man. Movie. It really is. It delivers a hundred percent on its promise. Yeah. And some. I, I just. I loved it. I'm yeah. going to see it again on the big screen. The fact that you are able to sell vision on me. Yeah. In a way oh. that I go. That scientifically makes sense. Yeah. And it's like, no, it does it does for me. I mean dude, I'm done. Let's talk about really quick before we jump out of this, the the vision makeup is amazing. 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 I, That's the kind of thing that that I could picture being in like an eighties movie. Yeah. And just being like like you know, in like legend or something yeah. and being like, Oh, that's impressive, but it's makeup. I felt like he was a part computer, part man, weird creation of energy. And it, it and it was but just it good felt makeup. Real. It like felt a, real. Yeah. Oh, man. It didn't look like a man in makeup. It looked like his skin tone was that color. Also, I just you remembered. You couldn't tell where the pr- yeah, prosthetics end, the CGI and the makeup begin. Right. It was it was truly flawless. seamless. It was great. It was perfect. Uh, we we never even talked about this after the movie. One of the I thought great jokes, but uh, oh, and we should talk about this before we jump out of this review. Mm-hmm. This is a good segue to talk about one more thing. Uh, one of the great jokes in this that was sort of a a a explanation, quote unquote, of just a comic book thing they felt like they needed to explain was why the fuck is Vision wearing a cape? He looks over at Thor and he's like, oh, that guy's got a cape. And he just grows oh, a, cape. a cape. He just yeah. like grows a cape. That was so cool. Uh, like, so and, and cool. this movie goes out of its way throughout it to sort of quote unquote explain just these comic book movie things that the internet has sort of erupted over. Like, oh, yeah. how come nobody cares about all the innocent people that are dying? How mm-hmm. come blah, blah, blah? There were all these little things that the movie went out of its way to go like, listen, fine, we'll justify it for you a little bit. We'll give you just enough of an explanation for it to be fine. And it's fun. It's great. Whereas like I, in Watchmen, there's the big thing like Dollar Bill's cape got caught in the door. He got shot to death. Superheroes just don't wear capes yep. anymore. That's just something that we all know is a bad idea. Yep. And uh, but we love capes. Yeah. So like cool. for for vision to do that is is fun. Yeah. You know? And I, I think another thing that we should talk about that we haven't even touched is Ultron himself. Oh, my God. I thought that Ultron was going to be just I am evil killbot program yep. to destroy blah, 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 zap, zap, boom. Yep. But instead, he's villainous and he's a little bit. Oh, he's yeah. A little bit, he's snarky. Uh, he's snarky and he's a little bit like, no, 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 I'm a little better than everyone. And yeah. trust me, he's got a he's got a complex. He's got tony stark in him yeah and that is so cool yeah and, and he, he is that weird villain that's like i'm going to explain to you my whole plot for the audience to understand uh-huh. but it, you know it he's villainous for a reason yeah they do explain you know he has that moment of like oh no no i'm going to explain myself and it's less of a you know expository moment for the audience and more of a like 
Wouldn't Tony Stark explain yeah. himself to the bad guy? I'm a cocky dick. Yeah, like I, I'm right. I'm gonna and I tell know I'm you right. how I'm, I'm gonna kill evolution. you, and then I'm gonna fucking execute oh, yeah. it. There's a oh, there's a great moment where he's talking like, you know, I am the next evolution. I Damn. am what's next, and then that character that's talking gets ripped in half by a bigger, better Ultron. That's yep. like, and I will always be evolving. Yeah. Like, oh shit! It's, it's insane, yeah. it, dude. And that Spader was, cool. was just like. Awesome. You could feel the presence of Spader inside oh, yeah. of this clearly CGI character. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think there was probably a lot of motion capture there. Yeah, I don't yeah. know for sure uh, how much, but I mean, they gave it a face. Oh, you yeah. know, he has lips that mm-hmm, move. Mm-hmm. It's not just yeah. I thought light that was interesting. There's like that. mechanical teeth and mm-hmm. lips and stuff. That was that worked. But it's also part of it. That's vibrating. It makes him expressive. That's all that stuff, yeah. you know, and it, that's cool. It, yeah. It, 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 he was scary. Mm-hmm. He was fun. Uh, I I like I like a villain that's a little bit self satisfied. But I like that he was self-satisfied, not just because we need a villain that is because it's fun. Mm-hmm. It made sense. Mm-hmm. It fit into mm-hmm. how he was programmed, all of that stuff. And and it's it brings into the same questions that, that Captain America 2 brought in, which is how much preventative measure is too much. Yeah. And, and Captain America very strongly states, like, before we used to not attack people until we were attacked yeah he was like and now you know we're attacking people and defending it as preemptive attack right. and he's like but at the end of the day isn't that what any attack is you know and it's so, a question about first strike which is very interesting and relevant it's huge you yeah. drew first blood yeah and it's yeah and but then at the other at the other end of it you see tony stark and you go yeah we should absolutely consider the fact that what i always say after we defeat the zombies we now live in a world where zombies can happen yeah that's terrifying yeah and we now live in a world where Chitari can come flying yeah. through a universe hole and just start fucking shit up with dragon robots. They have that great argument where Tony's like, I'm trying to build a shield of armor around the world. Mm. Like, what we we know that aliens can come from fucking space. How do we protect ourselves from that? Shield of armor around the world. And Captain America just says, it sounds like a cold world. Yeah. Oh, wait, someone says a line, too. He was like, we want a shield of armor around the world. And it's like, oh, so then just humans would be here? Right. And it's like, then you realize, you're right. We are fucked up. Yeah. We are not perfect. Yeah. And it's that is a huge oh, question. Vision has that great little speech towards the end, right? Where I think he is he talking to Ultron, where he he sort of is defending the idea of humanity to Ultron, and he just says, "Yeah, I know they're going to go extinct. Mm-hmm. Like I know they're they have an expiration date on them, mm-hmm. but they're kind of interesting. Like they like I I know they're going to fuck themselves, but they're also doing these sort of like." crazy hopeful interesting things that deserve that's anything even an ultron even a vision entropy is universal you cannot stop it be it on a physical level you know you be it on a social level everything comes to an Mm -hmm. end and uh, and i think the uh and and it's funny too because that that vision thing is kind of a watered down tony starkism yeah when tony stark says to bruce banner he says we're mad scientists yeah this is what we do this is what we do we have to push to the next level and vision's just saying like yeah they are fucked up but that effort there's beauty there yeah and as a result something great might come it made you and it made me yeah yeah (laughs) uh, george carlin has this awesome joke about save the world save oh, yeah, the yeah, world yeah. and he's like the world isn't going anywhere yeah, yeah, yeah. the world's gonna be fine and he supposes you self-righteous pricks yeah, and yeah. He, but he supposes that maybe humanity was just the world's way of getting plastic yeah. to happen yep. you know like that's that how it, it invented plastic it needed plastic yeah. and we are just the device through which plastics appeared and yep. like ah, that's as good explanation yeah. of humanity as anything well and that, and that is, it's a great point and it's relevant to this movie which is just like the 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 planet doesn't need saving stop saying save the planet 
Humanity mm. needs saving. We need saving. The planet will be fine. And actually, that brings up something really interesting that didn't even occur to me to this moment. Uh, uh, Hawkeye gets shot at one point. Yes. And they use this digital thing to like recreate, and it's a mix of plastics. It's essentially what was made for Vision. Yep. What Vision was made out of. And he says to his wife, like, can't even feel the difference. Yeah. And she says, I can. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's wild. And that's that question of how much artificial before it's replaced. Um, yeah. The very beginning of John Dies at the End, the yes. whole thing about the hammer. Yes. You kill a guy with a hammer, but then you get a new handle for it. Yep. Then you kill a guy with that hammer, but then you get a new hammer for it. Is that the same hammer you killed the guy with? Right. Or is, or is that something new totally hammer? new or different? I don't know. I don't know. You know, how much can you replace yeah. on, you know, on a Hawkeye? How much can you rebuild before it's no longer him? Mm-hmm. When Brundlefly comes out of the other end mm-hmm. of the machine, is that the guy who went in? Yeah. Or is that the computer's version with his? Me- you know, we don't. We it's don't crazy. know. Yeah. It's crazy. It's. Uh, and I think that's even the heart of just what I, what could cause the civil war for me. Sure. In, in that is just you know, at what at what point do we draw the line between we need to hold on to what we have or we need to consider something better? Uh, uh, Almost uh, you uh, to draw a parallel to the Marvel Cinematic Universe itself, you could say that maybe Civil War will become a question of at what point are we S.H.I.E.L.D. and at what point do we become HYDRA? Yeah. That it, might it be totally the central is. question that divides them, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, uh, uh, you got to watch some more S.H.I.E.L.D. They get yeah. very explicitly yeah. into that. It's, you know, I, I feel like that might be sort of, if we want to draw a parallel to within the universe itself, that's Captain America's mindset, mm-hmm. you know? At what point are we S.H.I.E.L.D., which I don't even totally trust anymore to begin with, and at what point do we become HYDRA? Like, how, mm. how, how far do you go, Tony, before you are now uh, almost a dictator for the entire planet mm-hmm. as opposed to a protector of the interests of the people on this planet. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine that's sort of where it's going to build to. You know? I, I totally see it. Yeah. And, and I mean, even even in terms of like just individual justice. Yeah. I mean, now it's very clear that they all respect rank in right. terms of Captain America gives the orders. Yep. Um, which was never explicitly stated at Well, they did point. kind of in this movie. Well, I think it, it stemmed out of the original Avengers when he says, call it Cap, and yeah. he gives the orders because, you know, he's military trained or whatever but even now that the organization is dissolved they all kind of just they understand that cap has the best thing but then you look at something like iron man 3 and tony stark uh when he calls out the mandarin and he just says you know what this is old-fashioned revenge there's nothing here it's just i want you he says uh it's a great shane blackie line too he's like i've decided that you're dead oh yeah i'm just gonna come pick up the body yeah and any other Avenger would be like, shut up, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Bad idea. Yeah. But it's just Tony Stark having a personal moment that's like, no, this is Iron Man's battle. Yep. And what's the line where you can tell him, you can't have that battle? Yeah. And then the line where it's like, can we even stop you? It's Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it, this this movie was was pretty great. Uh, I uh, just languishes a little bit, I think, at, at certain points. Uh, could could use some tightening overall. Oh, yeah. Just just from a a, fil- just a filmmaking standpoint. Oh, absolutely. I, think, I can see tightening. why Joss Whedon. I mean, he probably tightened it as much as he I could think without, he without breaking his own heart. Yes, yep. but I can see why from here it's like I, I can't do it I'm again. I'm spent. You yeah, know, I, can't I just do it shot again. the biggest load ever. I made the most beautiful baby possible out of said load. Uh, I have to go to bed. The I, I uh, more plates are being spun than anyone oh, has yeah. ever spun before. And I don't want to be the one that sends them falling. Exactly. So I'm walking away. And the thing is, 
I hate to say it. It will fall. Oh yeah. It will be the end. I I give us the house of cards has to crumble at some point. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I give it till 2020. Infinity Wars Part Two is 2019. After that, we're gonna go back to we're gonna start getting movies like Punisher Warzone again, and we all just kind of relax. If they can get to the actual war with Thanos Mm. and get me through that in a way where everything leading up to it is good and interesting and th- and that feels like a great finale. I'm good. They could then move on and just say, now we reboot everything. They could just oh, go, yeah. here's new stories with new characters, whatever. If they could actually survive that long, then I think they might earn themselves a reset and prevent the House of Cards from crumbling. Absolutely. But they've got to get to a finality for this big Thanos Infinity Gauntlet story soon. Or they do risk, I think, imploding before they actually oh, get yeah. to something interesting. I think they'll get that far. Yeah. I think they will, because every time I feel like I'm going to be exhausted, they suck me in yep. with more. And I think I think the only thing that could possibly hurt them, and I really don't think it would that much, is if someone just dies. Yeah. Yep. You know? But at the same time, you know, we've recasted two pretty major characters, yep. and it just was like, boom, you know? Yep. But that's also another thing. You know, once that Infinity War ends, there's a very real chance that you know. I think that at that point they could just go to individual stories and yeah. forget the universe, especially because at that point too we're gonna have our Ghostbusters universe, mm-hmm. we're going to have our Star Wars universe, mm-hmm. we're gonna have a million other universes that we did not foresee, mm-hmm. and we're gonna be like, listen, can we just get something that that exists in a vacuum, mm-hmm. please? You know, mm-hmm. and so it goes. Well, uh, I think I think I'm out of uh, Avengers speak I for think the day. I'm Done. Yeah. I uh, mean, we could get into some AI talk, but I really don't even want to. Nope. I think instead <laughs> I what I want to do is... the movie will say it. Yeah. Uh, I think instead what I want to do is, as my recommendation for something to watch, is if you're looking for a better AI story than what Age of Ultron has to AI. offer... Go see. Actually, I, I do actually this is like my AI. Last week's my last. I love AI. I think yeah. it's fantastic. Uh, Ex Machina. This was your recommendation last week. Yeah. I've seen it since, and... Uh, the more I think about it and reflect on it, the more I really, really like it and think it's a really interesting, fascinating movie. And uh, I really think people should go check it out. Uh, it is still in a limited release, I believe. So if you're in a major city, seek it out. Pay money to see this. Alex Garland is one of our our just best writers, I think, living right now. He's written some of my favorite movies. Uh, storyteller. And, and now that he's directed something, I think we should go support that so that he can maybe direct some more stuff. Although I heard a great interview with him recently where he was like, I fucking hate directing. I didn't even like directing. He was like, that was the least interesting part of that process to me. I didn't even really want to do it, <laughs> which was very fascinating to me. You got any uh, recommendations on your end, bud? Um, I'm looking through my letterbox to see what I saw recently. I, I want to recommend against they came together. Actually, I don't. You might love it. I, it's yeah, that's a movie where uh, you know if you like what those guys do, you'll probably be into it for the most part. So that's what bugged me. I know you I do like what, what those guys, guys do, and I think it was it, it was fell so apart much for you. Closer to a not another teen movie, yeah. than it was to a wet hot, yeah. But I'm actually thankful I watched it because now I've kind of have my expectations in check for wet hot the series. Yes, yes. Um, I am going to go ahead and. Uh, Oh, man, I, I hope this is coming out around you. I hope that you can see this. I mean, we're in Philly, which is a pretty big film market yeah. in terms of, and we only got one screening of it yeah. at one shot. But if you can find a copy oh. of Roar, mm-hmm. it's it's a terrible movie. I mean, like, <laughs> it's, it, but it's, I gave it a perfect score yeah. because I don't think I've ever been just so agape. And like <laughs> I cannot believe what I'm seeing. It's madness. Yeah. It's absolute madness. What Roar is, is Tippi Hedren and her husband, just utterly f- failed filmmaker Noel Campbell, spent the better part of a decade filming a movie 
in the wild of Africa with just wild animals. <laughs> Elephants, tigers, uh, there's panthers, there's there's everything. I've never been more scared of elephants in my life. They're <laughs> insane. Um, and I feel like each and every one of them is just like, kill me! Because it's this weird fucking retarded monster. It's this crazy movie. It's known as the most dangerous movie ever made huh. um, because every single person who worked on it was injured in some way by a wild animal, but nobody died. Yeah. Uh, Jan DeBont, who was the DP, went on to direct Twister mm-hmm. and Speed. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's he's a pretty well-renowned action director, I guess, in some, some sure. respect. He was scalped, went and had his scalps surgically put back on and returned to the set. And so all it is, is uh, Melanie Griffith had mm-hmm. to have her face put back on. Mm-hmm. All it is is just, you know, there's a plot in there somewhere that it's whatever, mm-hmm. but you're just watching as pretty uh, normal, huh? pretty normal people as as you have to take it in, living amongst wh- like the scariest <laughs> wild yeah. animal. It's crazy. I, I, there's no words. But it's so worth seeing, and if you can see it with a group of people to share in your incredulousness, mm-hmm. it's like the fucking, it's batty as as hell. And and you find yourself uncomfortably laughing, really laughing, cringing, mm-hmm. but you're also just like fascinated, like, wow, the majesty of animals, that is there. <laughs> it was it was a less tragic way to enjoy something like Grizzly Man. Right. It's like equal parts horrifying Grizzly Man movie, and equal parts like fascinating children's movie about mm-hmm. animals. Like I would have no qualms at all showing this to my niece who's ten, because she would be so fascinated at all these lions and stuff, and <laughs> it would be that kind of a thing. I would also recommend it to me when I was fifteen. Like you want to see something fucked, bro? <laughs> so it it's indescribable. Roar! I don't know. I mean, I'll just ramp it, ramble, <laughs> rave. Just see it. Find a copy. I love it. Draft House picked it up and put it out, and it it was totally released to zero fanfare when it came out and it's <laughs> remarkable <laughs> remarkable uh, well yeah check it out if you can find it in a theater check it out i uh, want to do something here before we bounce out yeah sure um do you want to try and take a guess as to the rotten tomato score of ultron uh i'll take a guess i can tell you i already saw like a facebook post that it is certified fresh somewhere it is certified so fr- i mean that, that means it's got to be at least what an 85 or something like that so it's probably what 89 percent. is that where it's sitting it is a 75 percent. oh that's all it needs to be to be certified fresh now i actually found this to be oh yeah 60 percent certified okay. fresh. um i found it to be superior to the avengers yeah. by a large portion would you like to take a guess as to what the avengers rotten tomato score is 92 Spot on, 92. And I think that says something really interesting, and it's something that I always feel strongly about, is expectations versus mm-hmm. versus reality. When people went into the Avengers... They were sort of expecting it to crumble. They didn't know what yeah. to expect. I think a lot of people surprised. were like, this could be f- like terrible. It, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. and it really could have. It, yeah. it could have been unwieldy. Mm-hmm. With the Avengers of Age of Ultron, everyone went in just like, this is going to be a masterpiece, mm-hmm. and in many ways it was. Yeah, yep. But, you know... It's just that that metered yeah. expectations. Wild. Yeah. I just thought that was interesting. That is interesting. Uh, to be fair, I think I, I, I can see this being a 75 versus a, a 92. Oh, I totally can, yeah. and I I still like it better. I think uh, it's a more of a movie, and at, it's a better movie. Yeah. But um, I get why it's... Yeah, yeah. Like I think to me it's like at the end of the day, you still got to make a movie, right? These are still mm. movies, uh, and I know technically we may have to make some concessions because they're part of this bigger story, they are still movies. They still got to feel like a good movie, and this one feels like it could have used a little editing mm-hmm. uh, to me, 
Um, oh, absolutely. Uh, comparatively, I think the Avengers could have too. Probably, you know? yeah, actually, probably. But at the same time, too, that one it probably didn't show as much because you're just like, wow, it's this is that it wild. Works. This is actually working. Yeah, you know, and exactly. It's, yep. you know, it's wild. Yeah. Uh, so you're right. Expectations do as do audiences fit in change, yeah. movies have to change, yes. and that is, it, you know, it's it's the inflation and and pay grade. And listen, they don't always work hand in hand, and it changes the. And the you can't thing. argue with this either. Uh, we're all reviewing Avengers: Age of Ultron in a world where the Avengers already exist. Oh yeah. we've we're, now seen the Avengers. Event. The bar <laughs> has been set now. Yep. So you know what I mean. So it's it is things change and mm-hmm. and. The the audience and the filmmakers have to simultaneously adapt. Oh, absolutely! And they're not always adapting at the same rate or this or, or for the same reasons or towards the same ideas. And and uh, exactly towards the same ideas yeah. is the most important because you know like Ultron delivered everything I wanted right. it to, and I I I, I would agree see with all that, the problems actually. with it, yeah. but it delivered everything I wanted to and expected, and yep. I'd say and then some, mm-hmm. maybe in different ways. Mm-hmm. But going going into it, you know, if you said, "Oh, write the movie, give me a plot thing." Yeah. I probably would have come up with something almost entirely different oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and based partially on what I think could happen, partially on what I want and all of that. And it's just, it's so hard to know what you want mm-hmm. when you don't even really know what it's possible to get. Right. You don't know it's what crazy. potential it has. What a wonderful world to yeah. live in, though. Yeah. I, I, I consistently say this, and if... If ever anyone needs evidence of me just saying it's the best time to be alive, I will just throw the Marvel Cinematic Universe oh, yeah. on the table and be like, that's why it's the best time to be alive. Yeah. That's happening. Yeah. Can you believe it? It's the craziest thing. It's insane. Yeah. I watched the most one of the most disappointing boxing matches last night, but I don't care because I watched the Hulkbuster fight the Hulk, <laughs> yeah. and it was the best! Yeah. <laughs> Excelsior! <laughs> it was so good. Excelsior. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, probably the best Stan Lee cameo yet. Uh, so come and maybe the last. He's what 160. Yeah, yeah. Uh, come out Although to we'll fil- just digitally create him in the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so come out to Philomoca on May 14th. That's uh, what like two Thursdays from now, something like that. One to two Thursdays from now. Uh, we are doing movie movie live in front of curses again. So we'll be there at 7:30. Show starting right around eight. Uh, come check us out. We're doing all comic book movies. Uh, so who knows? Maybe we'll get another comic book podcast in before then yeah, and get it to you get guys. Some time. I'm into it. Uh, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at Philadelphia. You can find me on letterboxd.com slash Philadelphia, reviewing every movie I see. Uh, you know, you can look up other stuff we do. Find the podcast on uh, facebook.com slash I like two movie. That's the number two at I like two movie on Twitter. Boom. Um, yeah. Uh, at Dan Scully on everything. Twitter, Letterbox, Flickchart, Facebook, all of that stuff at Dan Scully. And um, is there anything else I want to throw out there? Oh, hey, oh, you know log what? Log on to Cinadelphia.com. I do a lot of movie writing there, and um, they were kind enough to have us as part of their film festival, mm-hmm. and they work tightly with us at Philomocus. So, Cinadelphia.com. That is true. Uh, you can come out to, I, I forget to always plug this thing, every Tuesday, uh, I'm at Medusa Lounge hosting an open mic in Philadelphia. So, if you're in uh, Center City, it is a free comedy show every Tuesday, uh, and you can come see me uh, at the Steel Stacks in Bethlehem on, I believe, May 7th. Is that a Thursday? I can't get the calendar of my computer to come up to find out. Uh, it, uh, I believe it's a Thursday. I'm opening for Mike Lawrence, uh, so come uh, come check it out. It's called Ooh. Two Laugh Minimum. Uh, oh, and now I can see it, and yes, that is accurate. So, uh, yeah, this coming Thursday, come, come see me at Steel Stacks in Bethlehem. Uh, I think that'll do it for this week, yeah? Yep, I'm All right. good. Cool. Uh, my name is Garrett Smith, and I like to movie movie. My name is Dan Scully, and I like to movie movie. And we all know that you like to movie movie because, because we, we like, like to movie. movie.